Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. We all know by now that atrocities were committed by Hamas on October 7th, which kicked off a vicious war as Israel defends herself from terrorists on every side. The toll on the Israeli people is staggering and massive. Hundreds of thousands of Israelis have been forced from their homes, entire communities torn apart, lives devastated by death and destruction. The International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, IFCJ, is right there in the middle of it every single day. They're distributing critical things like food, medicine, emergency supplies for hundreds of thousands of suffering people. The need is great, and that's why I'm here. Every donation is urgently needed to help the people of Israel. If you want to give, and you should, go to supportifcj.org and give as generously as you can. Your gift will be matched to double the impact and help provide twice the support. Again, that's supportifcj.org. Supportifcj.org. My days working and taking care of my little ones can be a lot. I checked out care.com and it was so easy for me to find local, experienced, and background check sitters. Finding our babysitter was way more affordable than I thought. Care.com makes it super easy. Search for qualified candidates. You can view their profiles, read reviews and ratings, check their availability, send messages directly, and get the help that you need. Care.com should be every person's go-to. Newton Group Transfer. They are here to help you if you're stuck in a timeshare. These stories from people who have these timeshares and can't get out of them, they're shocking. These timeshare companies, not all of them, but so many, they get their hooks into you and you can't give them up. You can't give them up. Or they'll, they'll do things like they charge you thousands of dollars. One girl, she got past her timeshare when her mother passed away. She gets past the timeshare, doesn't want the timeshare, doesn't use the timeshare. They tell her she can get out of it for $4,000. She has to come up with a $4,000 check. This is not right. It's unjust. And Newton Group Transfers is here to help you. If you are in a timeshare and want out or know someone who is, call 888-845-3773. That's 888-84-JESSE. Or go to timesharejesse.com. Newton Group Transfer. They will help you out. Freedom. Free speech. What does it mean? Why is it important? Where is it going? We're about to talk about that. We're going to talk about four years. Four years of hate and division. It's coming. And finally, well, you'll see. All that's coming up right now on I'm Right. The land of the free. How many times have you heard? How many times have you personally said that in your life? Land of the free. Land of the free. Home of the brave. Land of the free. You're listening to it at the baseball games with your hand over your heart. Land of the free. Free, free, free. Let freedom ring. America's free, free, free. But here's the thing about free. 
And it's odd, until you understand human nature, when you grow up free, you don't appreciate free. I'll never forget, this was some time ago, I had a listener to my radio show email in, and he said, I don't understand it. My parents grew up in a communist country, and every day they were indoctrinated in schools about the greatness of communism, and the indoctrination was so bad, this guy said, that they had a camera in class facing the students. So anybody who rolled their eyes or something didn't get to show up to class the next day. It was that bad, that kind of indoctrination. And he said, to this day, my parents hate leftism, hate communism. They never bought it. Nobody in the school bought it. Everybody laughed about it whenever they were safe to do so. You know why? Because they didn't grow up free. So they understood what that word actually meant. You and I, the truth is, and this is tough to swallow, right? The truth is, when it comes to freedom, we've grown up so rich, we don't know what it's like to be poor. We say things like, land of the free, America is free, let freedom ring. That doesn't actually mean anything, right? Well, it should. We should be aware of what that word means, and we should be aware of how important it is. There are countries to this day, not in the past, not some old barbaric nation, there are countries to this day that will kill you for saying the wrong thing. For saying the wrong thing, they will kill you. That's how other people live. You and I don't live in that world, right? We don't. And we should really, really be careful in the coming years to make sure we don't end up in that world. Now, no, I'm not going to do this thing where I say, I think tomorrow Congress is going to pass a law that says, if you're a Republican, you have to die. And then, no, that's not true. It's not true. They won't approach it that way. And they don't have to approach it that way because here's our situation. And it's bad, but it's not a death sentence yet. We just have to be aware of it and fight against it. Here's our situation. You see, we've talked forever about the system, how the left completely controls the system, what the system is. It's now corporate America, the education system, Hollywood, the Democrat Party, most of the Republican Party, virtually all the federal bureaucracy. They're all one system. They're all saying the same thing, marching the same direction. And now when you own the entire system, not the government, forget about the House, Senate and all that. When you own the entire system, you don't need new laws, right? You don't need new laws to crush you. You don't need new laws to crush me because you have other allies in the system that prevent the need for those laws. If you don't like what the President of the United States of America is saying, you don't have to go in, march into the Oval Office and slap handcuffs on him. Just take each and every outlet he uses to speak and have that outlet ban him. Now what is he? When's the last time you heard from President Donald Trump? You haven't, have you? And here's what the left has always understood and the right has not. Offense wins. You must play offense. And this is what I mean. The right, because of our attitude, which is good, right? You're a leave me alone guy or girl. I'm a leave me alone guy. I am. Mind my own business. You do you, I'll do me. Because that's who we are, we assign that morality to the left. The left has no desire to let you be you. The left wants everything. The left wants to control what you see, what you listen to, what you read, what you eat, what your children do. They want to control your light bulbs. They want to control the toilets and already do inside of your home. Because only with maximum control can they get to the leftist utopia they always want. But we on the right have never understood that, so we always play defense. Well, just let them have a little more of this. All right, a little more of that. Mm, okay, that's not comfortable, but all right, a little more here. If you're only sitting back behind the walls, praying the enemy never comes over, that's how you lose a siege. You must have a way to beat the enemy back off the wall or you will lose your siege. And we are losing it right now. You see, we weren't nearly aggressive enough with the other parts of our culture. Oh, we got involved in elections. It's not like the people on the right sit out elections. You remember the tea parties and all that, and there was this big congressional wave. We, we get involved in elections, especially big sexy ones. You know, Congress, Senate, presidency. We get involved in those. But where were we on the culture? Where were we when 
We lost the Cub Scouts, the churches. We lost the churches. We lost the FBI. We lost all the safeguards in our culture as the left took them and took them and took them. And constantly, we lied to ourselves and we allowed the DC pundit class to lie to us and tell us what? What they always tell us every time, they still do it all the time. Well, that's not the hill to die on. It's not the hill to die on. Oh, don't die on that hill. Even today, even today, they banned Donald Trump from social media. And we're gonna go over, over all that. And remember this, you might not be a social media person, Social media is mega powerful. That is how people communicate today. That's how people get news, share news today. It is mega powerful. The social media giants decided Donald Trump shouldn't be there anymore. And you had so many people on the right. And I'm not saying these are bad people. I'm saying they just don't understand what's happening. You had so many and have so many people on the right saying things like, well, go somewhere else. Start your own social media company. I just, just, just go somewhere. It's a private company. This is a private company. That's a private company. And, and look, that's right. They're private companies. But you see, when you've lost the whole system, there's nowhere else to go. There's a social media app. I love it. It's called Parler. My friend Dan Bongino runs it. And they were the alternative, right? The free speech alternative. But because... There are allegations about people who were on it being involved in the capital thing. Immediately, Google and Amazon moved in deplatformed Parler like that. Apple, too. Immediately. Parler's basically gone as it stands right now. Here's their CEO, John Mates. Because, you know, frankly, I, I'm not interested in, in seeing our platform or any other platform, frankly, used as a tool for violence and spreading violence. We were never about that. We never advertised as being that. We advertised as something that's free speech, you know, in the United States, what's allowed by this country. We never, never promoted that kind of violence or anything like that. We would have never condoned it. You know, we have a lot of things in place to stop it. But Amazon and and, and, uh, and Apple and uh, Google, they don't care. They're using this as an opportunity to squash the first real competitor in this space in so many years. You know, that's showing that we can contest the market. So then uh, when they realize the markets are contestable, they uh, squash the competition. So, you know, if there's a case for antitrust, I think this is a pretty prime example that the, that the first real tangible competitors squashed so quickly and so egregiously without any, you know, kind of, uh, they weren't holding back. You see, you have to understand, before I get to the statements from Amazon and Apple and and we move on to other things. Before I get to that, you have to understand the last four years, Donald Trump's presidency. And again, I want to stress this to you because Donald Trump's about to be gone. I want to stress to you, even if you're a hardcore Trump fan, the last four years was not about Donald Trump. Donald Trump being nominated and then becoming president was not about Donald Trump. It was about a fed up public, a fed up people on the right who were tired of nobody fighting for them in the culture war. That's what Donald Trump came about. In the last four years, his presidency was never supposed to happen. The system didn't allow for that to happen. So he got elected, and they spent four years hobbling his presidency. And they did. They did a good job of it. Impeachment, collusion, all that crap. Now, you see how fast they're moving, right? They're moving really fast to make sure that four years never, ever happens again. And it's a really bad idea. But remember, it's a religion of domination. Leftism is a religion of domination. That's how they think. It would never occur to them to have the House, Senate, presidency, and all the other parts of the system and not use it. Of course they're going to use it. Of course they're going to use it on their perceived enemies. What else, what else would be a reason to have power if you're not going to use it? That's how they think. This is Apple's statement on banning Parler. Quote, we have always supported diverse viewpoints diverse points of view being represented on the app store but there is no place on our platform for threats of violence and illegal activity parlor has not taken adequate measures to address the prol proliferation of these threats to people's safety we have suspended parlor from the app store until they resolve these issues amazon jumped right on board quote 
We cannot provide services to a customer that is unable to effectively identify and remove content that encourage or incites violence against others. Because Parler cannot comply with our terms of service and poses a very real risk to public safety, we plan to suspend Parler's account. Just want to cover this again. Remove content that encourage or incites violence against others. I'm not going to do that thing where I point out the hypocrisy of it. And I thought about playing you that long video of all the times the leftists in the media and politicians have incited violence over the last four years, but I'm not going to do that because hypocrisy is not something we need to point out with the left. They are hypocrites, but they don't view themselves as being hypocrites. You have to understand, again, their mindset is you're a Nazi. You're a lower life form. Yeah, they can be hypocrites because they're right. You, you're a lower life form, so you don't get the same rights and privileges. So I'm not going to do that. What I am going to do is this. I want you to think for a moment. I want you to think how these people view you, how they view basic stances of yours, what your stance on the Second Amendment, abortion, things like that. And I want you to read this again. Encourage or incites violence against others. You see, today, it's about a raid on the Capitol. Tomorrow, you feeling like you should be able to keep your guns, that's incitement of violence. They never slow down. They never back off. Leftists aren't going to get to a point and say, hmm, that's enough now. They don't think that way. You have to stop them or it's never going to stop. And let's remember, quote, this is from Yashir Ali, WTF is this, why is this allowed to happen, or why is this allowed to trend? This is about hang Mike Pence trending on Twitter. I get that people have been tweeting it to quote some of the insurrectionists, but it shouldn't be allowed to trend. And again, it doesn't do any good to point out the hypocrisy. You know why it trends? Because they look at something like that and say, eh, okay. They look at a viewpoint from the right and say, why is that Nazi talking? Understand that. Matt Gates said this, quote, We cannot live in a world where Twitter's terms of service are more important than the terms in our Constitution and Bill of Rights. Marco Rubio even got on board, had this to say. We're now living in a country where four or five companies, unelected, unaccountable, have the power, a monopoly power to decide we're going to wipe people out. We're going to just erase them. From, from any sort of digital platform, whether it's selling things and the like. Even if you don't like Donald Trump, that should be concerning that they have that power. It's also very cynical, by the way, okay? Facebook, Twitter, these are not moral champions here. The reason why these guys are doing it is because the Democrats are about to take power and they view this as a way to get on their good side to avoid any sort of restrictions or any, any sort of laws being passed that hurt them. Not wrong. And Representative Nunes had this to say. And look, I want you to listen to what he has to say first, and I'm not going to rip on him, but I do have a question. If you don't want to be regulated by left-wingers that are at Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, where you get shadow banned, nobody gets to see you, nobody gets to see you, they get to decide what's violent or not violent, it's preposterous. So I don't know where the hell the Department of Justice is at right now or the FBI. Uh, this is clearly a violation of antitrust, civil rights, the RICO statute. There should be a racketeering investigation on all the people that coordinated this attack on not only a company, but on all of, of those like us, like me, like you, Maria. I have three million followers on Parler. Uh, tonight, I will no longer be able to communicate with those people. And they're Americans. Okay, but here's the thing, Representative Nunes, and I, I, I'm not dogging on him. The system, the FBI's part of that now. I, mean, I know that makes people uncomfortable, but what have you seen from the FBI in the last four years that has led you to believe they're on your side? I, I'm asking, did I miss the arrests of the people who organize and fund Antifa, of the people who organize and fund Black Lives Matter. Did I miss something there? Did I miss a single arrest 
of whoever got involved in the presidential election from 2016? Did, did I miss it? No, I didn't, because it didn't happen. What I did see was Bubba Wallace, a black NASCAR driver, finding a garage pull string at one of his NASCAR events, and the FBI sending a team of agents down to investigate a string. They're part of the system now. Just that is what it is. All right, finally, we have to poke fun at somebody. Hillary. Hillary gets on social media and says, quote, delete your account on June 9th and then on January 8th, 2021, quotes her tweet and puts a check mark by it. It's not that, it's, look, all that's very juvenile. I don't care about any of that, but this poor woman, just go away. Gosh, just go, leave us alone. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. We have to take back this government. We have to take it back with the people we want in office, not the people they want. That can be difficult. It can be difficult to identify those people. What do you do? What do you do? And you're not made of money. I'm not made of money. Mammoth Nation. If you join Mammoth Nation for $19 a year, a year, you become a member and you get discounts. At, I mean, for more things than I can possibly list for you, shopping, travel, tele, telehealth, just more things than I can list. You become a member. You get discounts. The 19 bucks goes to candidates running for office who believe what you and I believe. Go to mammothnation.com slash jesse and sign up today. We'll be back. I'm pretty sure things aren't about to heal around here. And let me be clear. I, I think they could heal, actually. I do. No, I don't think the left is suddenly going to back off. I don't think the right is suddenly going to forget about the culture being ripped away from them. That, that tension's going to be there. There's a certain inevitability to things right now. But I do think things, at least in the short term, could calm down if we had anybody else but these people in charge. It's not even a Republican-Democrat thing. It's this modern-day social justice warrior radical Democrat they're just completely unable to see the world as anything but this horrible place that they have to constantly poke at and pick at and prod at. And that's why during a time, I mean, he's been, since he got elected, we've heard Joe Biden make a thousand statements about healing and unity and we're going to unite and we have to heal. We have to come together, healing, healing, healing. It's time for unity. And then we hear a statement like this. Our focus will be on small businesses on Main Street that aren't wealthy and well-connected, that are facing real economic hardships through no fault of their own. Our priority will be black, Latino, Asian, and Native American-owned small businesses, women-owned businesses, and finally, having equal access to resources needed to reopen and rebuild. But we're going to make a concerted effort to help small businesses in low-income communities, in big cities, small towns, rural communities, that have faced systemic barriers to relief. That's, that's uniting, isn't it? Oh, it's, look, we're going to fo focus on brown, black, and Asian. Obviously, the women, too. So we're gonna, now going to divide people by gender and race when it comes to relief in this country? It's time to heal, everyone. Whoa, white boy, get back to the back of the line. Yeah, nice try, whitey. Does that sound like we're about to unite and heal? And it's not about one dumb thing Biden said. Biden's going Biden's to say a thousand dumb things. It's you know we're about to have four years of that. Four years of picking at those scams. That's what I'm worried about. Because none of the people responsible for the tearing at the seams of this society, not one of them has stepped up so far and said, man, that's kind of on me. I'm part of that. They all think you're the problem. And now, at a time when Americans, remember, since the coronavirus pandemic and then all the Antifa BLM riots, Americans have been buying weapons in record numbers. So whatever your position is on the political issues, right now is a time Americans really love their guns. They're scared. They love their guns. They're buying them. And what do we get from Joe Biden? Quote, 
Vice President, I pledge to continue to work together with Congresswoman Giffords and with survivors, families, and advocates across the country to defeat the NRA and end the epidemic of gun violence in America. Oh, good. There's another 150 million Americans, gun owners, that we're going after. Oh, but wait, there's more. It's time to heal and unite, right? We're going to heal. It's time for healing. Does this sound like a man who wants to heal? I'll commit that our Justice Department and our investigative arms will make judgments about who is responsible, how they're responsible, and whether or not the conduct is criminal across the board. But as I said yesterday, I am not going to tell the Justice Department who they should prosecute and who they should not. That's a judgment that will be made by the Attorney General of the United States of America, not influenced by me. But there will be a thorough, thorough investigation of who's responsible and whether or not the responsibility is criminal. And if that is the concluded, the Attorney General will make that judgment. I will not intervene to tell him who he should or shouldn't indict or if he should indict. Here's the thing. You ready? I know how you call me the Oracle, a nickname which I proudly gave myself. You ready for this? Remember this, Mr. Producer. Record it. They're absolutely going to indict at least one person in the Trump administration. You know how Trump and Trump's DOJ could never, ever, ever actually get somebody on investigating his campaign? Well, remember, we have Democrats in charge now. And Democrats use power every single time. Democrats use power. Now, cybercrime is one of those things that's tough to wrap your arms around because it's new. I'll be honest, look, the internet age is even new for me. I'm not even that old. Uh, Look, in my mind, crime is a ski mask and a gun in your hand robbing a bank, right? It's not that way now. The sophisticated criminals, the ones getting off with a lot of cash, they're the cyber criminals. And you're vulnerable. If you own a home, you're vulnerable because your home title is online. It's nothing. That's what you have to understand. It's nothing for these guys to hack into your home title. It takes them less than 10 minutes. They get it. They forge your signature on it. They go take a loan out against it, and you have to pay that loan back. Don't get burned. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and sign up. Use the promo code RADIO. That gets you 30 free days of protection. We'll be back. Drew Hernandez, before we get to him, he was at this insanity. Drew Hernandez, you know, correspondent with TatumReport.com. He was at this insanity at the Capitol last week. And Drew, as, as I welcome you in, I have to ask, I hear a lot of Trump incited this, Trump incited that. And I'm reading right here, quote, I know that everyone will be here soon marching over to the Capitol, building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. It wasn't just that, Drew. I saw the speech, a man who clearly sounded like he had an election stolen from him. I made sure I watched the whole thing. I didn't see incitement of some kind of storming of the Capitol, but you were there, buddy. I was not. Did I miss it? Yeah, even uh, the president's son uh, in his speech said, you know, we're not like Black Lives Matter. We're not like Antifa. We don't burn down buildings. We build America up. And I think there definitely were... Uh, some Trump supporters uh, that were really, really angry with what happened with the election results. Was Antifa involved? I can't sit here and say no, uh, because, I mean, to say that they weren't would be kind of an interesting statement to make because they definitely were making claims that they were going to show up to this event dressed as Trump supporters and even Proud Boys. So I think it was a mixture uh, of infiltrators uh, and Trump supporters. There, there were a lot of boomers out there, some veterans, uh, very angry with what took place. But to go to your point about the president, the president of the United States did not call for this. Uh, for the record, he did call for peace. Uh, even Alex Jones, uh, controversial Alex Jones, was out there trying to sway uh, the demonstrators that were getting extremely rowdy and rioting away from the Capitol. So I think people like Alex Jones kind of saw what was coming uh, and saw that there were going to be some kind of infiltration or something taking place where this was going to be a total media smear on the president of the United States. But I think that was the end result. Uh, I can see psychologically how some Trump supporters came to this point uh, with the election results, with all the evidence that was coming out, all the video. 
that was coming out in multiple swing states being suppressed by Twitter, the president of the United States being fact-checked and suppressed on Twitter. Everything was being hidden that had to do with this election. So I could see how psychologically people came to this conclusion uh, to act this way. Uh, because when big tech is censoring everything and anything that has to do with the 2020 election, it kind of raises some questions and some eyebrows, because if it was legitimate, why can't we look into it? Why do you have to hide everything if it was an honest and fair election? So I, I could see how people came to this point, but it definitely was a pretty extreme environment to be in. All right, I need you now to, I mean, look, the floor is yours. I'm not going to interrupt you. I need you to describe for me the environment when it got when it went too far, when it did boil over. What did you see? What did you hear? How did that happen? Yeah, there were demonstrators, rioters, like I said. Uh, I believe there were Trump supporters. Uh, were there insurrectionists, infiltrators dressed as Trump supporters? I think a full investigation uh, will have to uh, conclude that. But all of these demonstrators that were on the Capitol, they were challenging the police. Uh, obviously, you see in the clip right there, there's blood on the floor. Uh, they were, you know, assaulting the police. They were storming the gates. They were ripping the gates apart. Uh, they made their way up the Capitol steps. Uh, they breached a lot of police lines, calling them traitors, uh, calling them backstabbers. And they eventually, interestingly enough, there's a viral clip that went out. And I could uh, bear witness to this because I did see it with my own eyes. When Trump supporters did breach or the demonstrators did breach the actual Capitol doors, there's these two double doors. There was a moment where there were like maybe six police officers in the hallway, uh, right? Standing in between the entrance of the Capitol in between those two double doors, just standing there. There were maybe about a hundred police officers standing by just watching hundreds of these demonstrators walk straight into the Capitol buildings. Uh, this is all documented on footage. I think this is why Lindsey Graham and some Republicans are saying this is a travesty. How could the Capitol Police just stand down? Because they did. They legitimately did. Uh, they did let these demonstrators walk straight into the Capitol building. So it's interesting because you do have this mixture of police officers that were meant to guard the building, just allowing demonstrators to walk into the building. And now they're being arrested by the FBI. So it's pretty interesting. I think the... Uh, the FBI is going to have to even look into the police itself because I, I have no idea how that happened. I, I, I have no answer as to why Capitol Police officers stood down and allowed demonstrators to walk straight into the Capitol building. That did happen. I can okay. attest to that. Okay. okay, who's in trouble for what here, Drew? And I, I'm, I'm not trying to be glib. I really want to know. what what Who is everybody who stepped foot inside the Capitol being charged with something? I did see there were people actually on the House floor. There was somebody in Nancy Pelosi's office. I'm sure they're going after those guys. Who's, who's going down for all this? Yeah, I've seen some charges already laid on some people for unlawful entry uh, into the Capitol. I've seen some charges laid on people for unlawful entry into Nancy Pelosi's office obviously vandalism, uh, obviously physically assaulting Capitol Police officers. Uh, I think there are some pretty obvious crimes that were committed on the Capitol that people are going to have some charges slapped on them for. Uh, but it does raise the question, what about the crimes that uh, should be slapped on some of these uh, corrupt senators and uh, politicians? I don't think we'll ever see that. But I think uh, there definitely will be some charges. I mean, we've already seen it. We've seen some people... Uh, arrested at airports, uh, put on no-fly lists. Uh, we've seen people arrested in their own states. I think an individual was arrested in Hawaii. Uh, so I think you're definitely going to see a lot of mass arrests. But I will say this, covering these riots uh, all summer in 2020, uh, even going into the winter, Black Lives Matter and Antifa, I have literally watched, I've seen police receive orders from the top to stand down uh, in Portland, I've, I've seen it in Kenosha, where the National Guard was limited to even do anything while Black Lives Matter ran around and burned down buildings. I, I've documented it all. It's all on video, what I'm saying. So my point is, I find it interesting how quickly the FBI has mobilized against Trump supporters, because we haven't seen anything like this in 2020 when it came to Black Lives Matter rioting and burning down buildings and killing people, or Antifa uh, rioting for 150 plus days in Portland. All those charges, the DA and that local state are all dropped. I, I find it interesting that the FBI is moving and mobilizing so quickly. Why couldn't they have done that against Antifa or Black Lives Matter half of 2020? I don't have an answer for that. Well, look, it, look, it's a great question, Drew. Do, do we? 
Do we have some kind of, is it that bad at the FBI? Now, this is this is why I'm bringing this up, because you're bringing it up now, and I brought it up at the beginning of the show. Uh, the FBI has done nothing to inspire confidence over the last four years. And uh, look, we remember them going after investigating Bubba Wallace, and I don't remember any Antifa arrests by, you know, the heads of it, the organizers. I don't remember any Black Lives Matter arrests. I don't remember a single Black Lives Matter person bidding, being put on the no-fly list. Have we just lost the FBI? Is that where we are? I mean, this is the same FBI that was investigating and spying on Donald Trump in 2016. I think there's clearly uh, a political split in our law enforcement agencies. Does this go to the NSA? Does this go to the CIA? I think it's very clear that the FBI is split politically when you have people like James Comey retiring as the FBI director and posting pictures of himself with Biden-Harris t-shirts on. It's very clear that they have these same political biases when they're in their positions. So do those biases uh, kind of influence their decisions on things like this? Absolutely. I could only assume so, which I think is a travesty because law and order shouldn't be biased politically. It should be biased to the law and the Constitution of the United States of America. And I think when organizations like Antifa and Black Lives Matter get a pass, uh, it's, 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 it's very clear by now, especially when these organizations are communist in origin. So I think patriots are going to start to rise. I think patriots are going to start to make their voices known uh, in the FBI, in these law enforcement agencies and what that looks like. I don't know. I really don't know because they took constitutional oaths uh, to preserve that constitution. So I think that's going to be the determining factor as to what keeps them afloat. I, I, it's very interesting. And then and then you have you know Joe Biden coming out and and saying, oh, if it was Black Lives Matter that would have been rioting at the Capitol, they would have been shot dead. And that that is absolutely false. The night before on January sixth. When I showed up to start documenting what was going on in Black Lives Matter Plaza, you can see this on my Twitter at Drew H Live, there were at least 100, maybe 200 cops, MPD, in Black Lives Matter Plaza protecting Black Lives Matter and Antifa just from Trump supporters standing there and protesting. So for Joe Biden to say that it would have been a different outcome is, is absolutely ridiculous. As someone that has documented this, uh, these riots with BLM and Antifa very closely, it, I have seen the police stand down because they've been given orders from their superiors to do so as these people riot in different states. So I think I think Joe Biden is just disconnected from reality. He's going to continue to be disconnected from reality. And Antifa has already started rioting. If you guys saw in New York yesterday and Joe Biden is about to be inaugurated, these people aren't going away. They're not going away. And it's going to be interesting to see how the media reacts to these riots as Joe Biden as a sitting president of the United States of America. I think it's going to be interesting to see uh, where it goes. Drew, appreciate you, my friend. We'll have you back soon. Thank you. Natural medicines, holistic healing approaches. These are not the new things. You get that, right? Sometimes they're billed that way. Oh, that's that new age stuff. Uh, that's the history of the world. The stuff you and I are used to, that's the new stuff. And natural medicines, holistic healing approaches, these things are known to help alleviate things like anxiety, sleeplessness, joint pain. I choose CBD, but I don't just choose any CBD. You see, it's not all the same. You have to get quality. That's why I get all my CBD at DoctorsTrustedCBD.com because they researched the whole industry and they found all the best ones. That's why they teamed up with Be Best Organics, which is USDA certified organic. Go to DoctorsTrustedCBD.com. Use the promo code JESSE. That's going to get you 5% off and a free lip balm. We'll be back. I've been warning. I've been warning since that Capitol thing. Actually, since Joe Biden, since it looked like he was going to be president, they're now going to do everything humanly possible to make this division worse and make the anger worse. And sure enough, Nancy Pelosi does her best to prove me right. Quote, today, after five days of the president incited a, a deadly insurrection against American democracy, the House GOP blocked Representative Raskin's legislation calling on VP Pence to activate the 25th Amendment. The House will take up the Raskin legislation in regular order, and we are further calling on Vice President to respond within 24 hours of passage. 
As our next step, we will move forward with bringing impeachment legis legislation to the floor. To talk about that and other things of the Independent Women's Forum, and as Stepman, and as look, maybe you are one of these impeachment people right now. Maybe you blame Trump for the whole thing. I think that will be pouring gasoline on a fire, and I'm really worried someone else is going to get hurt. What say you? I, I agree. I think this is the opposite of, of to bringing down the temperature, which we so desperately need right now in this country. Um, particularly the 25th Amendment uh, stuff is is setting a terrible precedent going forward. Um, the 25th Amendment is not for a president who does something stupid. He's not. A, it's not for a president who does something that even lots and lots of people in the country don't like. That's not what it's for. Um, it's not to be used politically. It's when the president is incapacitated. Donald Trump is very clearly not incapacitated. Um, and so that, that part of it worries me uh, in a more structural way. But, but absolutely, I think we have, the temperature is way too high. Um, we did have Donald Trump come out and, and give a, a video, which is, you know, disturbingly, perhaps but we'll, we'll talk about that. The only video that our big tech overlords actually let through. Um, but nevertheless, I think was an important step towards calming those temperatures. He, he, he um, you know, said that he will be leaving office peacefully. He said uh, he condemned the violence. He said that the, the people who had done the violence would be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Uh, these are the things that need to be said, not more impeachment of the last several days of Donald Trump's term and not the 25th Amendment. We need to seriously think about how we're going to move forward as fellow citizens. And that's becoming a more and more difficult question to answer every day. Inez, let's go with the incitement thing for a moment. Because, look, I, I'm, I'm all ears. As everybody knows, I don't worship Donald Trump. I think he's been a good president. But, but I, I heard incitement so much, I decided to go watch the entire speech myself. I heard a man who thought he had the election stolen from him. I didn't hear some incitement of violence, but people hear things differently. What did you hear? Um, I, I think he certainly riled up a crowd that was already riled up. That being said, it falls way, falls, uh, much, much falls short of the legal standard of incitement. Um, and if we were to apply this kind of standard of incitement to political rhetoric, there's there's a lot of other folks that would sweep into, right? Um, starting with, for example, anything that Bernie Sanders has ever said about uh, making sure that the system the system is rigged uh, and we have to, to make sure we have to totally upset the system. Well, of course, there was a, a um, violent man who took those words too seriously and tried to execute a GOP congressman uh, on an Alexandria baseball field. Uh, Bernie Sanders wasn't guilty of incitement then. Donald Trump is not guilty of incitement now. Uh, only the people who committed violence are ultimately responsible for that violence. That being said, I do think that we need a conversation about the, the temperature of the rhetoric. And I do think that Donald Trump contributed to that. And I think that, that the left contributes to, uh, to that kind of high temperature with their rhetoric all summer, where they excused violence in the streets all summer. Um, neither of these things are helpful. I'm glad that Trump has come out with, again, with a statement that, that has turned down the temperature of his rhetoric a little bit uh, and has accepted the results of the election. We'll see if the left follows suit at all, if, if this impeachment uh, attempt is, is any indication though I, I don't think that's going to happen and as tell me how this stops because i i, I don't see uh, look i don't want to be a pessimist but i don't see the right becoming less angry because the left is going to keep poking and poking and poking i don't see the left deciding well we shouldn't punish these people four years of nazi 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 white supremacists they believe it and they're out to get them i don't see who turns down the temperature who turns it down um, it's a really hard question to answer. I think the only way forward is to rebuild trust in our institutions, like trust in the media, like trust in the government, like uh, trust in in um, you know our, our engines of culture, education system. How to do that is an incredibly difficult task because right now the gatekeepers of all of those institutions are insisting that they have absolutely nothing to do with the situation that we find ourselves in now. So all I can say is, we either need to build new institutions uh, dedicated to some kind of common uh, common good and, and uh, common pursuit of facts. This is not what has happened in the media. I think the media is the, the most immediate example of this. It's not what's happened in the media where um, essentially the left-wing media has spent and the corporate media has have spent the last four years um, you know, trying to find any explanation other than their own 
um, you know, sort of malfeasance and their own uh, uh, rash or, or um, the, the mistrust they have rationally engendered um, in, in millions and millions and millions of Americans. They have not wanted to look at themselves at all in their role in this. And instead, they've decided that 75 million people in this country are, are bigots or were convinced by Vladimir Putin um, or or uh, now after this Capitol riot uh, that, that 75 million people in this country support political violence. Um, and they all support uh, what is now being called domestic terrorism. These are all excuses. They're dangerous excuses for the gatekeepers in this country to refuse to look at their own role in polarizing people, um, in making people mistrust the, the mainstream news so that they go and seek alternative sources and are not um, always able to tell the difference between you know al alternative sources and mainstream news because the mainstream news has gotten really important things wrong so many times and they have lied so many times to people that people are willing to trust Alex Jones more or willing to trust you know some crazy guy like Lynn Wood um, a real examination of, of an, an any kind of serious attempt to move forward in a more peaceful way in this country uh, has to start with an examination of the institutions and how we can rebuild them and build, rebuild some kind of legitimate public trust in any shared institutions, because that's the only way we're getting out of this. How do institutions examine themselves when they don't think they're wrong, though? Because, I, I, look, I don't disagree with anything you just said. You are 1,000% right. This begins with trust in the institutions, and we've lost that. But they not only don't think they're wrong, they think you're wrong. They think they haven't gone far enough that way. We are so far away from a look-in-the-mirror self-examination point. I, I don't know when we get to that. Look, I, I don't know either, and I, I have to say I'm very afraid for the future of the country. But uh, perhaps it starts with rebuilding alternative institutions around those that refuse to change. You know, th there have been some really encouraging trends in the last year. I know it's been a really rough year in a lot of ways, but there have been some encouraging trends in those years. We've seen people, a lot of, you know, mainstream, uh, high-profile writers, even on the center-left, leave their media organizations because they were unable to write what they saw as the truth there. We've seen people move to Substack. We've seen people move to Patreon. Um, we've seen people, independent journalists, starting to do real journalistic work, um, regardless of whether they come from the left and the right. And we've seen uh, programs like this one and like um, the Hill, Hill TV's Rising, right, start to spring up uh, in, in a way that is not controlled by the mainstream, for example, cable news gatekeepers. And yes, some of that democratization has led to, you know, big platforms for people who, who grift and lie and spread conspiracy theories. But it's also led to really good, um, what I would call rebuilding journalism. Um, and I think that is helpful and uh, hopeful. And I, I think to the extent that, that we do have uh, anything but a very dark winter, as Joe Biden said in a different context, ahead of us. Um, it, it'll be reliant on on some of those independent folks who are are just trying to do a good job getting reasonable people truth and accurate news. Um, and and I think that that's really the only way forward. Because I think you're right. I, I don't think the New York Times is going to have a come to come to Jesus moment on this. I think they're just going to double down. The Democrats in in Congress seem like they are hell-bent on doubling down and, and raising the temperature. So it will be up to us to build the inf in alternative infrastructure um, in, in such a way that it actually does advance the truth rather than, than lies on either side that, that raise the temperature but don't provide us with a good path forward. And that's Stepman. Awesome, as always. Appreciate you. Appreciate you too, Jesse. All right. We're not quite done yet. Hang on. All right, that was enough icky news. Here's something good for you. holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that.
the holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps, and then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a thousand at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters. You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom-made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. NWRetention.com. That's nwretention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for for more details. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, it's your favorite throwback podcast hosts, Jessica Bennett and Susie Bannikaram, here to announce a new season of our show in retrospect, which means a whole new batch of episodes diving into the pop culture moments we love and love to pick apart. From the dethroning of the first black Miss America to the legacy of a lesbian joke from four Kaftan-loving Golden Girls. Listen to In Retrospect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.